0: Real quick, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Yes, it it really is pretty easy, and it's free. That's the bonus. That's why I have the app, because it's free. Uh, It also has certain tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. I use my iPhone. It's really iPhone-friendly. I know a lot of apps aren't really iPhone-friendly, but this one actually is. I mean, it's pretty simple to use. Uh, Anchor will also distribute all your podcasts for you, so anywhere that has podcasts, it'll be open. Anchor will send it for you. You don't have to try to submit at different places. One click and boom, it's there. And you can, the most important, I mean, you can make money from it with your podcast. I mean, you just pump it out. And once it starts to get traction, you start making some money. It's pretty cool. And Anchor will do all that for you again. It will show you everything through through the app. And it's really everything you need to make a podcast in one place. You don't really need a bunch of different uh, shit to try to get it going. You just download the app, hit record. Uh, download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. I mean, Graveyard Grumbler uses it, so it must be good. All right, thank you for listening. Is everybody in? Is everybody in? The ceremony is about to begin. Graveyard Grumbler Graveyard Podcast. podcast. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 16 of the Graveyard Grumbler podcast. I am your host, Tino Romero Jr., aka The Graveyard Grumbler. And today's episode is a continuation of the serial killer episodes that I have been doing for the last two. And oh, before I continue, I did want to clear a fact up that I read in episode 15 that the Green River Killer was the most prolific serial killer in the United States and that is false. There is actually someone who has way more bodies than the Green River Killer and I will probably be following up and doing an episode on him for episode 17. That's a huge possibility for that very reason that he has more bodies than the Green River Killer. So, But today's chosen serial killer is actually my favorite serial killer which I don't know if that's a good thing if I have a favorite serial killer or not but I do. And it is Ed Gain or the Butcher Plainfield or the Plainfield Ghoul. So either one of those three, Ed Gain, the Butcher of Plainfield or Plainfield Ghoul, it's all referring to Ed Gain himself. Now, a lot of you are wondering who the fuck is Ed Gain? Well, Ed Gain was born on August 27, 1906 in La Crosse, Wisconsin. He was later him and his family later moved to a farm in Plainfield, Wisconsin, and his family consisted of his mom, dad and brother and his childhood, of course, like most serial killers, was fucked up. His mom was crazy religious, just pounding him down just with religion. She constantly preached to the to her two sons about lust, sin and carnal desire which doesn't make any sense. Why would you beat him down for having, you know, feelings of lust and carnal desire? That's natural stuff. But because she was so religiously obsessed that those were humans and nobody should ever have them or want them or go after them, which doesn't make any sense because she had two kids. So obviously there was lust and desire to in order for her to have to pop out two kids. Hypocrisy, I tell you, boy, I tell you. Well, during all this shit, when her mom was just pretty much ruling the family with an iron fist, their father didn't really help. There was no backing from the father. He just got drunk and fell asleep and didn't really give two shits about how the mom raised and dealt with family dynamics, which is fucking stupid. But, And in 1994, his brother Henry died in a brush fire on the family farm. Uh, they were doing some controlled burning on with all the brush and shit. And it just got out of control. And unfortunately the brother got stuck in the fucking fire and died, which was sucked because just earlier, I think it was a year maybe or two before her, his brother died, his, his father died obviously of fucking alcoholism and whatever else shit that he had going on with him. But so that only left them alone together, which you know I mentioned earlier, she was already all fucked up with the way she raised him and ruled and, preach to him about not having normal feelings and the once the the brother died they were kind of suspicious on what, how he exactly died if ed gain got out of it perfectly fine without any without any injuries how did his brother die from the brush fire so that, that was already one question and one marker strike against ed gain on exactly uh what his mentality and thought process were in order you know just think what if he actually did fucking push his brother into the fire and kill him it's kind of fucked up so as the years went on his mother kept of course preaching him about not having desires about sins and and lusting and all this other shit so he she isolated him she he wasn't allowed to have any friends she was the only friend it kind of like a whole bobby boucher from the water from the water boy scenario you know what i mean where the mom was that woman is the devil and you don't need any friends but me bobby boucher it was kind of the same scenario type deal with ed game but it was just to an even more extreme measure to where ed wasn't allowed to fucking do anything without without his mother shaming him or without his mother condemning him or preventing him from going anywhere alone it's fucking nuts but so after several years as ed grew up and so the murders started like i said he is a serial killer so of course the murdering would have to start it was after ed's mom died that he started going off the fucking rails he he which again, that's one of those those things where you have the the mom who is overly overly insanely overbearing, but once she dies, they have this this void, this huge hole in their in their soul and heart that the very person that tormented and and destroyed their life. They have a missing. They they miss them and are sad that they're gone. So it was the same scenario with Ed Gain after his mom died. And the whole entire house, their family home was completely fucked up. It was like a hoarding situation. There was trash and garbage and just just a bunch of shit piled throughout the house. And the walls were falling apart. There was holes in the on in the floorboards. But his mother's room was completely fucking spotless. It was untouched. People assume that. It was an effort to repress the fact that she died. I mean, if you think about it, if mom's room is still up, kept and clean, then it's kind of like that routine where mom never actually left or died. She's out on vacation or running errands or some shit, whatever you have to trick your mind into believing that your your mom isn't gone. And that was pretty much what Ed Gain that she he kept his mom's room pretty much untouched and intact but the rest of the house was falling apart fucking neglected. It just I don't know it's one of those deals that a lot of people can't understand unless you're going through the situation which yeah, everybody deals with with tra- with traumas different ways and that's one way that Ed dealt with it was that his world around him was in shambles but the one thing that he knew was solid and consistent which was his mother his her room stayed. Exactly the same and intact on how she left it. I would have burned the fucking thing down if it were me, but that's just me. You know what I mean? So Ed fostered and got obsessed with and really curious with the topic and subject of anatomy. So he initially uh, stated that he collected a bunch of books on the subject. He just fucking over over blew his brain with all these anatomy books and everything that that had to do with the subject it was just he was really interested and obsessed with the with the subject which that's going to play in part it was an important thing because it's going to play part in what happens later on and a tavern owner by the name of mary hogan who happened to own the pine tavern which was Ed Gain's favorite tavern to head to. I mean, he didn't go to a lot of places because of all the things that his mom told him he should be out communicating or interacting with anybody. So he he only really went to the Pine Grove Tavern to, you know, twist him off, and get a little boozy booze with the old whistle. And unfortunately, Mary Hogan went missing. <laughs> and a lot of people already suggested, not suggested, but a lot of people already suspected that Ed Gain was the a suspect in Hogan's Missing. And it, it's kind of shitty because you don't want to point fingers and assume, but when the finger is pointed in the right direction and the motherfucker who did it is standing right there, it's kind of hard not to point the finger, you know what I mean? So after everybody was suspected and or suspecting that Ed Gain did it, there was another gal by the name of Bernice Warden, who owned a hardware store, the Plainfield Hardware Store, and she came up missing. Which was kind of shitty because everyone uh, saw Ed Gain mm-hmm. go to the hardware store, and then shortly after, Bernice Warden was missing. What well, the shitty thing for Ed Gain on picking Bernice Warden was that her son was a sheriff officer or sheriff deputy. So he automatically started investigating. And when they investigated, they noticed that the cash register was gone and there was a trail of blood. Leading all the way out the back door. Huh. So I guess it wasn't natural causes that this lady died. So uh, the son the sheriff's department quickly opened up an investigation on Ed Gain, which is a good thing because once they did that, they were able to arrest him at a neighbor's house. Ironically, why the fuck was he at a neighbor's house? He just killed somebody. Why would he be chilling at a neighbor's house? doesn't make any sense to me. So Ed was arrested at the neighbor's house and that when they went to investigate Ed's house, they found Warden's decapitated corpse hung from the ceiling and gutted like she was a deer that was freshly hunted and killed. So they walked in his house and found Warden's decapitated corpse hung from the ceiling and gutted like a deer. Can you imagine would it, just the impact that that would have been if her son would have walked in and saw her hanging from the ceiling like that? It, it doesn't show. I don't see any records or any statements showing that the son went in there to, and found her that way. They just said that the sheriff's off, the sheriff's deputies are the ones who went in and found her hanging from the ceiling. I mean, that has to fucking suck. Can you be, can you be the coworker to tell your uh, her son that she was found hanging from the ceiling? Gutted? Man, that'd be fucked up. So when they were doing the investigation, officers found various organs in jars and skulls turned into makeshift soup bowls. OK, so let me repeat. Let me repeat that, because when I read this, it shocked me and it still shocks me. Officers found various organs in jars and skulls turned into makeshift soup bowls. So, yeah, he was eating soup out of people's skulls and had just random ass organs in jars around his house. Hmm. (laughs) How what kind of comfort or intimacy does that does one have to have to have organs all around his house in fucking jars and then eating out of a skull eating some soup? I like some split pea soup for my split skull bowl. Sounds pretty fucking good to me. Not I'll tell you Ed, conf- Ed confessed to killing Warden and Hogan. And he also confessed to <laughs> grave robbery. Yeah. He robbed people's corpses out of graves, out of graves. He dug them up, pulled them out of their coffins and took them home with him. Just fucking do you, do you wonder what? Well, like I do. I wonder is that when he took the, the corpses home, did he, was he able to drive in the HOV lane? in the diamond lane. I mean, it's technically two passengers. So I would think so that way he can avoid traffic and get home faster is what I'm thinking. (laughs) And so he confessed to grave robbing from which he used several corpses for some of his most grotesque crimes. (laughs) It took the corpse back to his home. So he could, so he could use what he learned in those anatomy books that he studied so much on. Remember I told you that he, Overflooded flooded his library and brain with all of those books on anatomy. Well, yeah, he did that. So he could find out what he's cutting, what's good, what's not and how to do it. And exactly what pieces and parts are how to sever and what they are. And he learned that all from books. See kids stay in school. You can learn a lot from books. Well, not right now because we're on this quarantine shit, but once this is over, stay in school, y'all, you can learn a lot from books. <laughs> So he'd cut off various body parts, have sex with the bodies. He was necrophilia, yeah. He he would have sex with the corpses, and then this is what this is why he's one of my favorite serial killers, one of my <laughs> my all time favorites, is that he even made masks and suits of their skin. So he would have sex with the with his corpses, cut off various body parts, skin them, and then wear their skin like masks. And suits around the house. So he would just walk around in a fucking makeshift body skin suit with who knows what corpse he found that day. And just chill around the house and enjoy this shit. He <laughs> there was a belt made of human nipples among amongst the evidence. So how do you is that is that where the term from just another notch on the belt? Or <laughs> you imagine having a whole roll of nipples and just walking around, oh bro, I really like your belt. What is that? Hey, whoa, 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 don't pitch it, man. Careful. They're sensitive still. <laughs> they're fresh. What how how brave or how fucked up do you have to be to walk around with a nipple belt? <laughs> I mean, you just walk around with fucking nipples. I mean, and if you want to be fancy, you just pierce the nipples on your belt and walk around with dingly nipple rings all around your belt <laughs> that that's some fucked up shit so gain gain also had several items made from skin like a sitting stool and lap shade lamp shades for example see and that's when i made that comment about driving deep in the in the texas uh, desolate roads and worried that i'm going to end up some fucking humid lampshade that's the reason because ed gain would fucking skin people And use their skin as masks and suits and nipple belts and fucking uh, covers for uh, sitting stools, lampshades and other things around his house. So think about having a leather couch. You know, they they skin the cows and make their their skin into the, the material that we use to cover the cushions and everything. Now, change that from a cow skin to human skin. And that's what you have in Ed Gaines' house. So when you're sitting there... And you say, well, can you imagine on the armrest, you sit down and go watch some tube or play some poker with Ed Gain or, you know, Truth or Dare or whatever. And you sit down and put your arm on the couch's armrest and you look down, you have a fucking I heart mom tattoo <laughs> on the on where your arm goes. Do you, do you pass it off as a, one of those stickers or do you really think a, more into what the fuck you're sitting on? For most people, I think we would just pass it off as a sticker because it just, it's just not in our everyday way of thinking that someone will make you sit down on a human skinned couch or a human skinned, uh, stool. It just, it, so it would be easily easy for him to get away with it. Or you walk in and you go turn on the lamp cause you're sitting there and you know, you need some light cause you're, you're, it's pretty dark in the house and you go to turn on the light and you see fucking a, a hairy patch on the, on the lampshade, and you're like, "Bro, what the fuck is this?" Oh man, that's just Bill. Don't worry about it. Oh, well, you named his lamp. Hey, Bill, how are you? Joking around, and you tug on the fucking pull string, turn the light on, and it's really Bill that's fucking skinned and covering the light from blinding your fucking eyes. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's crazy in so many different ways. But this was an actual event that happened where Ed Gain had several bodies dismembered throughout his his property and his house, and. He had, like I mentioned earlier, he had several different things in jars and used skulls as stoop as bowls and nipple belts and this shit that that really, really fucking happened. And we joke around about it, but it what I wonder what damage and what Tola took on the sheriff's deputies that went in and found all this, all this shit, What what impact they had. During that, you know, it, I don't know. It's one of those things that that's really fucked up for anybody who fought, who stumbles upon that, you know? So when he was tried, he was found criminally insane and not suitable for trial. If anybody thought otherwise that he was actually going to stand trial, then damn, that sucks. But there's no way this man was going to be deemed stable enough to sit and, and go through trial he's criminally insane and insane in general and so they shipped him off to the state mental health uh, hospital where he spent forever there they they just couldn't pin everything on him so the only thing they pinned on him was the two murders from the the gal from the tavern and the hardware store uh, cashier lady so they pinned those two and the cradle the cradle robbers The grave robber uh, robberies that he committed, but other other than that, apparently there was a bunch of people that went missing around that area, but they couldn't pin that on him. There wasn't enough evidence, and it just it just the shit wouldn't stick. So they only got him for those two things. But I think grave robbing and skinning people, using them for lampshades and belts and stool covers and other shit and also having a body hanging from your ceiling that's gutted like a, like fresh killed game. I think that's enough to put you away for a lot of years. Unfortunately for the public gain was able to weave around that by being criminally insane. So he never had to sit trial for, for his murders and for everything that he, he did. And so he, he spent his, his entire life in a criminal, in a mental a state mental health hospital, And eventually, in 1984, Gain died due to poor health. So it took him that long. He died in a state hospital, kind of away from all the the severity of prison life back then. I mean, how fucked up was prison? I'm sure prison is still fucked up now. But back before they actually had all the rules and regulations that we have now, I'm pretty sure prison was way more fucked up. But he, he went down in history as one of the most fucked up killers. I wouldn't say fucked up, but he he was the one that really set the the standard for horror movies. I guess you can say like he 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 inspired Texas Chainsaw Massacre for Leatherface. And if for those of you who don't know about Leatherface, he uses human skin as human faces as as a mask, and he puts them on and runs around, kills people. He guts them and uses their skin for various things. He, he treats them just like cattle in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So now that I'm in Texas, I was starting to do a bunch of research on if the Texas Chainsaw Massacre was actually real. Because man, how fucked up would that be for Texas history to be that bad, where they had a, they had a, a killer that psychotic? But I mean, don't get me wrong, Texas still has a lot of uh, fucked up things that happened here. Some cults and some, some shootings that went down in the history. So I'm not saying that Texas is innocent, but you know, it was it was kind of relief. In a way, that there is no such thing as a Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and that it was just inspired by Ed Gain, which is kind of really, but not, not really, because it's still fucked up that all that happened. So, the biggest thing about Ed Gain that, that attracted me to him specifically is that he was an outcast, he was an introvert, his upbringing was completely fucked up, but he didn't go around killing. Thousands or hundreds and and thousands of people. He just was a quiet fellow, never caused any trouble, never got in trouble with the law, but he still did his killings. And for you to be as fucked up and deeply disturbed to where he was able to, as far as what what I read, show no emotions, no no empathy or sympathy at all for the people he cut up and and skin used their their body their skin for for home decor. That that's a pretty interesting thing to to read about and, and learn that there's people that are that insane or far gone that they are willing to do whatever and anything that pleasures them. I'm not saying that it was a sexual thing that pleasured him, but it was something that gave him some some good feeling, some comfort in order for him to go with it, go through with it and do it for so many times and so often. It just sucks that he was able to get away with it without any consequence or repercussions or anything in that matter. I mean, he just went into state hospital, which he should have had the death penalty. In, in all reality, he should have gotten the death penalty. So that will... Wrap up this episode of Serial Killers on Mr. Ed Gain, the Plainfield Ghoul. Thank you for tuning in, and hopefully everybody enjoyed my little episode on Ed Gain. It wasn't as informative. I just didn't want to get deep, deep into it and then make this, ep- this podcast episode like 45 minutes or damn near an hour. I try to keep the episodes around 30 minutes. I'll, I'll go over every now and again, but I try to keep them within 30 minutes. 30 30 to 45 minutes that way everyone can enjoy him in one go instead of being like god damn grumbler shut the fuck up you're dragging already so i do appreciate everyone for tuning in and for those of my listeners please head over to apple podcasts and shoot me a review i would greatly appreciate it just type in graveyard grumbler and it'll my name will pop up leave a review and a comment i i would greatly appreciate it thank you very much Thank you, everybody, for listening. Good morning, good day, good night, and goodbye. This is the end. This is the end. This is